As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello, welcome to the 46th edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. My name is Michael Bailey. Uh, I am The Athletic's Norwich City correspondent. I hope this finds you safe and well. Uh, on the way, one down, one to go. Boo-hoo Rooney and Gibbo takes on God's role. We will dissect all this and more with our guests, former Norwich City Publications Programme Editor, as well as Head of Content, Dan Brigham. Hi, Michael. And Canary, Songsmith, and Joker, John Rogers. Hello, Michael. See how much quicker I was compared to Dan? It's not a race, but it could also be a race. Um, Thanks for joining us, uh, guys, on this October uh, Tuesday, day later, of course, for uh, reasons we'll get stuck into. Um, How are you both? Dan, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Michael. Yeah, I'm glad to get the half transfer deadline day out of the way with no major casualties. John, how are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. Thank you very much. I, I reckon we crack on, shall we, with this week's headline act? Yes, uh, last night was transfer deadline day of sorts. Uh, you can read my bre- breakdown of where Norwich are now that the international uh, transfer window has closed. We are left with an English transfer window where EFL and Premier League clubs can trade between themselves. Also, if you like these things, the uh, Swiss domestic window is still open until the 12th of October, which does carry some relevance. Um, All of the content on The Athletic is available to read, of course, with a subscription that costs just £1 per month for a limited time to new subscribers. It's our best ever deal. Just visit theathletic.com forward slash UK subscribe to get involved in that. Uh, So we do have the English transfer window, as I said, that's open until October the 16th, which is Friday week, 5pm is that deadline. but the international one is the one that, that closed. So Norwich, um, if we keep it to them, they are no longer able to buy or sell from most clubs outside of England as it stands. And of course, um, the biggest deal that was done was one we knew which, that was happening pretty much from um, late last week, which is Ben Godfrey's £20 million initial fee move to Everton with £5 million of add-ons, uh, and, and some other stuff gets a bit complicated, apparently, but um, it's officially being labelled as Norwich's record sale of a player because the deal is worth more than they sold James Madison to Leicester two years ago. So, um, first of all, we have to say goodbye, Ben Godfrey, Dan. Goodbye, Ben Godfrey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, you did ask me to say it. I, I did. Yes, this is true. Uh, maybe I should form it in, in the in in a question. Uh, what what do you make of the move? Well, obviously, uh, initially, you know, it weakens us, but it's a good move all round, isn't it? We are a selling club. Our philosophy is to bring through young players and then sell them on for uh, big money, and that's exactly what we've done. And for Ben Godfrey, it's hard to imagine a better move than going to the team top of the Premier League at the moment. Uh, <laughs> flying. At the top of the Premier They're League. Flying. And also playing under one of the most celebrated managers of the last 20 years, um, under Ancelotti at Everton. And Everton is sort of flying at the moment, playing really fantastic football. Ancelotti likes his uh, centre-backs to play out from the back as well, which is exactly sort of fits into Ben Godfrey's mould. So, um, yeah, it feels like a. it's hard to think of a better move for him, actually. If he'd gone to a bigger club than Everton, then maybe he'd struggle for game time a little bit, but it feels like he'll get really good opportunities at Everton though. Which kind of filtered into the fact that I've just written a piece of what happens sort of next for Norwich, which as I said, you can read and, and I almost found myself sitting back going, well, actually Max Aaron's, will probably need to move to Everton because they would be the only team that would afford it and it would be a good development move for him. But I think Norwich have already had their money out of, uh, out of Everton now. I don't think they're going to get it again. Um, uh, and I should probably flag up uh, Steve Sanders, obviously NCFC numbers uh, tweet. Ben Godfrey is the first Norwich City player to leave for the club at the top of the English Football League pyramid since Jimmy Hill signed for newly crowned English Division One champions Everton in the summer of 1963, which is phenomenal statage from uh, from. Steve, I mean, he John, make that up though. Can I just gonna say he's probably just made that up. No one's gonna like not agree with him anymore because he's so good. Be like, oh, that's really interesting. Probably like three years ago it happened. No one would know. Authority, John. That's all that yeah. is right there. Authority. Um, speaking of authority, I mean, I, I we kind of thinking, John, that um, the Ben should hang around for another year at Norwich just to learn centre back a, a little bit more. And I don't know if that's coming across as me being really patronising, but but it, it just felt like he he'd only you know played played the role 18 months and, and a, a bit longer in championship level might have done him uh, some good because, you know, there were elements to his season last season where um, his actual, you know, sort of defending in short spaces was uh, uh, an issue at times, as was a lot going on for Norwich because they were trying to adapt to the Premier League. But it depend if he gets that sort of time at Everton to to develop as well whilst playing as well because there's a lot more scrutiny on the, on Everton than there is at Norwich. It's the partner thing I think he needs a little bit more consistency with because he's been so with so many from injuries on our part. And I mean, Gibson was another new... Was, again, talking of the, um, Steve's Twitter account, he said something about, is it 12 or 8 different partners he's had in, in, the, in the last... I know it's a big difference. Was it 9 or something in between those? eight and 12 and it just shows that he needs that probably consistency and he might get that at Everton with a with a, a, a solid center partner center back partner and you know he might push on with his development you from that point of view but he's he's been a brilliant player for us I can remember him when he when he joined and he was raw and he was playing up right back when he first came on his debut I think in the league cup and he's went on loan and did so well there and he's just developing at a a speed that we can't keep up with, I think, and 20 million and plus the add-ons. Actually, I'd like to go back on the add-ons, like maybe later on, let's see what you think those add-ons are. Because, I, well, we, we could do that now. I, I mean, I have no idea, but we could certainly guess them. I, I mean, mean, appearances, uh, obviously. Yeah, Europe, probably like places. You know, 10, 10 Premier League appearances. That's probably a cheap, a cheap extra bit. And then, do you think like Weber put some like interesting add-ons, like 
if he gets an odd number of bookings in a season, that's like 200 grand. Or know, that's, that's a bit gambling, isn't it? That? He gives away. Yeah, that's exciting. That's, that's what I would get involved <laughs> in if I was whether. I put some radio. If you give away a corner on the 63rd minute on any game, boom, that's 200 grand. I mean, that, that, stuff. that sounds like something one of my colleagues would write as an expose piece on, on the <laughs> corrupt nature of football. <laughs> I don't know, Dan, what do you, what, you know, you've worked at the football club. What do you reckon? Throw, throw us in an add-on. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, staying within a certain weight bracket, that kind of thing. A bit like <laughs> in speed, you have to stay below, what was it, 100 mi- 60 miles an hour or whatever it was. Otherwise, uh, something bad happens. Maybe we get some money back for that. Well, you you might know this, Dan. Conditions is just the usual. Um, it's just appearances, England appearances, uh, number of appearances in a season, whether he plays in Europe, that kind of thing, I suppose. Who looks after that sort of thing? Who, like, checks it, like, ticks it off on a big... Excel spreadsheet that people have. Steve Sanders, I believe, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but this is true because you've got to. I presume you've got to chase up. I mean, if if you were Everton and suddenly, let's say, Ben Godfrey picked up his eight bookings, which triggered an extra fifty grand, would Everton go? Oh, by the way, Norwich, we now owe you this money. Probably not. I reckon Norwich would have to go. Uh, yep. Hello, Everton. Yeah, yeah. Did you just knock them. I did, yeah. Thanks, yeah. yeah. There might be like some podcast. There might be some like big PPE type type scandal. There's like, have you not got your add-ons from various clubs? Phone this number, and then you can like they can do it for you and bring all the cash into teams. I reckon we're probably about six months away from EFL Armageddon for that to start actually happening. Um, it, worth pointing out, of course, York make uh, two million quid as a part of their sell-on from this deal, which is absolute game changer for for them and. Um, yeah, fair play because you know they were the ones who 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 brought him through at the very start. Uh, on your point, Michael, about learning that centre back role because he has only been doing it for eighteen months. Because I mean, initially came into the Norwich team at left back, didn't he? Under the in the title winning season, but uh, normally I, I'd agree with that. But going to under a manager like Ancelotti, learning a centre back role from someone like him, when in all due respect to Norwich's coaching staff, I'm not sure learning how to be a better centre-back is necessarily what their forte is. I don't know, it's like learning to sing from Bob Dylan or something, isn't it? It's not, if you want to learn how to pass the ball out of the fence, then yeah, stay at Norwich City. But if you want to learn how to maybe cut out crosses at the near post, then maybe Ancelotti's probably the safer bet, isn't he? Well, there we go. Well said. Well said, Dan, Dan Brigham. Throwing it in there. I like it. Uh, let's move on from Ben Godfrey, shall we? We, of course, wish him loads of luck and we will most definitely be keeping an eye on how he gets on. Um, Everyone else is still here. <laughs> and in fact, it was an incredibly quiet Monday. I don't even think the phone rang. So um, obviously, Emmy, Emmy Wendia, Todd Campwell, they can um, sit and think. They can, of course, still be picked up by a Premier League club between now and uh, Friday week at 5pm. Uh, Anel Hernandez was linked, with, um, the, uh, was linked with the move to Turkey, I think, as was, of course, Emmy Buendia. I know because I had relentless passage of messages from Fenerbahce uh, people, all sorts of people, um, uh, I think they wanted to take him on loan, but never really had the money to be make it worth my time reporting it. <laughs> so I didn't. Um, and uh, the other point, which uh, uh, is probably pertinent to the Swiss transfer window, of course, is Tim Closer. He has been linked with a move um, back to Basel. Um, potentially a loan move being discussed, option to buy. I don't think Norwich would be insisting on an obligation in this instance. Um, it would obviously be a bit of money they would save on their wage bill. Where is Tim closer in terms of the centre-back options? I mean, certainly Daniel Farker really likes him, um, but how often is he fit? You know, are Norwich sort of okay with the three other options they've got when 
you also think of Alex Tetty and uh, Jakob Sorensen as potential centre-back cover. I'm saying that as a sentence. <laughs> you can all decide amongst yourselves how you want to process that sentence. Um, but yeah, so um, I must admit, that does sound like one that, that may well happen between now and uh, and next Monday, which is the closure of the Swiss domestic transfer window. Um, I mean, how do you see how do you see it all? Where where Norwich are right now, John, um, and when where they might be in 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 a week or two's time? Depends on how many more interviews that people give to the press, I guess, because it it, it put a little bit that the Emmy interview put a little bit of a spicy twist on what he was doing at the time obviously he, he wasn't in the squad the next game and obviously Tout hasn't been in the squad for two two games now um and no one really knows what happened it's all a bit fuzzy isn't it and people are kind of hoping i'm really surprised actually that max Aarons hasn't been snapped up i think he's one of the best players we've had at the club for a very long time and i think any amount of money it's going to be under 30 million at least. I'm probably at the same region as Ben Godfrey paid, but I would I would snap I'd be surprised that no one's got bought him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does go by the end of the transfer window. But do clubs want players like Todd and Emmy who are getting a little bit itchy and a little bit I don't know. It's difficult to it's no one knows what's going to happen. We just have to sit back and accept what happens. Have we got enough cover in the squad? I'm not too sure. Um I'd like to see a, maybe someone else come. If we do lose Emmy and Todd, I'd like someone else a little bit more creative come, especially with poor Dowell who's been injured. Um, which, which I do have to think sit back and watch, don't we? We do, yeah. I, I do think that will happen if, if say, Emmy and Todd both went. And maybe even if just one of them went now, I'm not sure, but I, I could see someone coming in. I think the thing with Emmy, Emmy and, and, and Todd, it, it, it's difficult because... Norwich were kind of hoping to see something from them and, and, and never got it. And, and what Daniel Farker kind of effectively said last week was that anything he'd said in public, he'd already been saying internally. So it shouldn't have come as a surprise. And I think we probably probably saw that from um, from Emmy Buendia, who of course came played against Derby on, on Saturday, that although he was kind of cutting a frustrated figure and, and doing all his normal stuff, I mean, it, he was just out there and he was, he was smiling before kickoff and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't think there's too much... Um, Certainly he was in a position where he was happy to be thrown back in. And I guess we now wait to see where Todd is when he gets that, that chance as well. Um, so, yeah. What do you reckon, Dan? Well, I suppose for a club like, that us, like us that likes to do its shopping uh, in Europe, this transfer windows kind of potentially could really screw us over because if we lose, say, Todd and Emmy to Premier League clubs, no longer can we then go to European clubs and replace them. So uh, is that right? I read that right. So therefore, we'd have to do our shopping in the UK again, which um, isn't where we normally go. Um, so I assume, you know, the due diligence will have been done, of course, but Webb is very good at that. And we'll, we would have uh, Premier League based or champ EFL based players lined up potentially, but it does limit our options uh, in, a, in a pool that we normally swim in. And, you know, we can't categorically say with any conviction that we're going to have Todd here or Emmy here by by the end of the window, or indeed Max Aarons as well, um, uh, and so, so it's impossible to say until sort of next Tuesday how our championship prospects look really. And I think Daniel Fark has been talking about that a lot recently, hasn't he? It doesn't. Our season doesn't really start, and this applies to many championship clubs, but particularly us because we do have so many sellable assets. It doesn't really start until next Tuesday after the trend, after the uh, not only the transfer window but the uh, mid-season 
not mid-season break. What am I trying to say? Help me out here, Mike. International break. International yeah. break. Thank you, John. Yeah. It doesn't really start, in, like, like, like the season we got promoted, actually, it doesn't really start until after the international break. Indeed. Um, and I think the point with Max Aarons is probably the same point that extends is it's almost a question of, of where do they go? Because I think Max got linked basically with, with really big clubs looking for backup options that weren't actually, and they've ended up going for other backup options backup options that were cheaper so um it's the bracket where teams want um uh, there are teams where they would pay top dollar but also then play play him so maybe some of that is an element of the current transfer window we're in and the uncertainty as to what money uh, clubs have um so uh, we'll have to see i mean that's that's kind of the biggest issue really where would max aaron's go now um and and it, it's a tricky one but hey we'd be guessing if we um talked about it anymore so we're not going to talk about it anymore and i tell you what that brings us on really nicely to things we are not going to discuss um these are the things that have happened um that we should really mention but we're not really sure we're going to spend too long uh talking about them although we do seem to so let's see how we condensed we can make this we don't want to talk about this do we norwich lost to derby why would you want to talk about that um disaster or just the process not quite delivering the um, desired outcome, Dan? Yes, the second one. <laughs> because they didn't create many chances. No, but did they? I, didn't, I noticed that, as usual, David Marshall pulled off a couple of uh, worldy saves and also was in who scored team of the week, I think. So, hmm. you know, without another outstanding goalkeeping performance, we probably wouldn't have lost that. And if Timu obviously hadn't slipped as well. Oh. Uh, I don't, a lot of people sort of making the comparison against 2018-19 when we had a slow start. I don't think we're playing quite sort of as fluidly as we were then. But equally, we've had less of a pre-season and we've had less... Daniel Farkas had less of a pre-season to coach the new players and get them playing the way we are. So we may end up being a few games behind where we were in 2018-19. But I, would, I wouldn't worry too much about the performances in the last two games. It would be nice to create a few more opportunities. But at this stage, you can see us sort of... It, it's still bubbling away, I think. I'm not uh, quite doom and gloom like a lot of people seem to be at the moment. Core cool. Twitter was fun on Saturday. Yeah. Maybe three or four games away from uh, <laughs> another load of not winning. But Limp. at the moment, you can see you can see there's a corner that can be turned still. Um, I mean, one really good save. Which, which from from Jordan Hugill, which came from Jordan Hugill's six minutes on the and, pitch. But the we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, world-class save though. I would say so. It's in the six-yard box. Save, All right. All right. I, I bow I to the majority. Um, wait, we won't talk about Jordan Hugel coming on for the last six minutes because we almost certainly will talk about it in future weeks, I imagine. Um, uh, and yes, Hemi, uh, Temu Puki, of course, slipped for his penalty. Oh. Um, and of course, we now know he's... Um, uh, th- this sort of caught me out a little bit. So he had an injection in his foot because he's got an infected toe. So he had like an antibiotics injection. Just the same toe that was... Well, I don't know is the honest answer um, but I don't see it as the same issue so to me it's like don't make such a big it's not why you missed the penalty it's not no. but but then the problem is, that, is I is suppose that, what does an infected toe involve is that just a bit, a bit of gangrene yeah I think so toenail? maybe ingrown toenail I'll go for they really hurt don't they ingrown toenails as well can I just quickly say we the one thing that I think that we've really missed is the crowd noise when Timmy slipped because the away fan would have gone, Way! there'd have been a big, Way! and we'd have gone, oh, so that kind of that mixture of that noise 
is really been missing from football, I think. Those, those kind of like off-the-cuff noises that people just automatically come out. Like when the referee falls over, for example, you can't help but go, Whoa! so all those little noises, that's what the biggest miss that we've got with, with COVID, I think, at the moment. They're such nuanced noises as well, aren't they? There's an infinite, you couldn't have enough buttons for the infinite noises that a football crowd produces. And I do wonder if Timu is one of those players who kind of does need the crowd. Uh, I, I don't know. There's obviously in trying to mitigate it, you're almost like, would you have slipped if there'd been a massive crowd? I mean, probably, yes, because it happens. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Without the crowd, you also end up studying the faces of people a lot more, I think. Well, I, I do anyway, when penalties are missed. And poor old Marco Steeperman looked like, looked utterly distraught. He just stood there for about 10 seconds afterwards, staring at the ground. He's got that natural look about him anyway, hasn't he? He he always looks a bit sad. Especially it was was very wet on on Saturday as well. So everyone was, or hair was all kind of drooped down and they looked a bit miserable. It wasn't. Looks like he's often lost his dog and his dog hasn't come back overnight, doesn't he? Um, uh, yeah, so my whole logic of like calm down over Timo's foot was was there, but then of course he has been rested for Finland's first game, which does kind of undermine. That's a my friendly, whole, isn't it? Yeah, it's a friendly, so you're like, why bother? But I don't know. I suppose that undermines it to a degree because he obviously then needed a rest. But I don't know. He needs a rest anyway, doesn't he? And honestly, okay. why are, why are international friendlies still going on behind closed doors? What is that? What, in a global pandemic? Well, I mean, why not? Why not? Let's all just travel the world and hope for the best. Um, <laughs> someone will miss off the lines on the spreadsheet anyway, so it's fine. Um, uh, Norwich playing the EFL trophy at Newport tonight, the under-23s, that is. Um, but you'll probably have know what the result is by the time this goes out. So there we go. I'll mention it. Um, and Ben Gibson made... Uh, I wrote a piece on, on Ben Gibson's return, uh, which was interesting. Um, I have to say it was a great game for him to come in because there was... You know, I think Derby basically played a an eight two zero formation. Um, so he, there was no real pressure on on the ball. There was one ball over the top that almost caught him out, but you know it was all fine. And, and given he hadn't played for two two years, John, he he did kind of look pretty comfortable. I thought he had an excellent debut. He really did. He looked very comfortable, didn't he? I mean, obviously he's been keeping fit with other teams up in Middlesbrough. I believe he was playing for. But yeah, I said that apart from that one that went over the top of his head and he kind of got a little bit flappy and stuck his foot at it, I think he recovered enough. Luckily, it was Wayne Rooney chasing him, not some other nippy young thing. But it was it was a good accomplished, and he looked like him playing football for a good while. So it was yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by him. Yeah, it was good. Um, anything else you guys want to um, or don't want to talk about? Crossing. What, good or bad? Just all the crossing. All the crossing. I mean, we have to drill it to no one or loop it into no one or then Hugel comes in and all hell breaks loose on Twitter. People are going, why isn't he starting from the second? But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that yet. Also, I don't want to talk about the fact that too many people are talking about that, isn't it? We didn't put that many crosses in. I think it just feels like we're putting a lot of crosses in because... I know how many crosses we put in. Have a guess, Dan. Uh, For the 90 minutes. Yeah. It's including set pieces. I don't know about that. Just just, just say a number. I'd say uh, nine. 30 crosses went in. I don't believe you. 30 crosses, <laughs> 26 of them, 26% of them were connected with. What do you think of that? <laughs> what, by us? By us, yeah. Is this, is this your numbers? Yep, made up. See, if Steve can do it, I'm going to do it. No one cares, Aww. do they? No, that, this is true. I'm joking. This is true. It says here. But, and also, they made 31 clearances. There you go. They no, defended well. That includes set pieces, right? Must do. Yeah. It's, well, it's easier. To, it's easier to defend when you're in an eight 
two zero formation so and also on that that's another you know a team playing eight at the back at the fourth game of the season you're going to struggle to create chances when as Daniel Farker would say we're not quite in our rhythm yet uh, that's going to be difficult isn't it so I think there's got to be a little bit of slack uh, to the team at the moment Possibly. 23 headed clearance <laughs> stop throwing numbers John uh, it's worth pointing out that both um, Bournemouth and Derby have now basically told the entire division that if you just sit there Norwich won't beat you <laughs> so we've got that to kind of contend with and I am underplaying Derby's formation because it was basically a 5-4-1 and Wayne Rooney was the striker so um but there we go <laughs> he won it we can't say anything else and therefore we shouldn't talk about it this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra the official beer sponsor of the NBA want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Right, uh, centerfold, if I may, um, just to really flag up my interview with Andrew Sermon. I um, stopped off at a... Um somewhere on the outskirts of Southampton um, after the Bournemouth game the other week and had a good old chat with him. Andrew Sermon released by uh, Bournemouth after six years at the club. Of course, with the club he joined after leaving uh, Norwich, got them promoted and was a real mainstay of that team um, as they established themselves in the Premier League as well. Now a free agent, trying to work out um, where his next move is. He's 34. I think he does want to keep playing. Um, And I thought, you know, it was a really nice chat. I hope you enjoyed it. If you read it, if you haven't read it, read it yet go read it um and i feel like I, I remember him differently to how he was at norwich i always remember him as quite a creative player dan but um he was probably more well he says himself he's more of a feeder and i suppose looking back at it that probably was more what he did i guess i just left footers i always think they're creative yeah no i'd agree i think um i guess if you can compare him to someone in our current squad he'd be well, barely in our current squad, he'd be more like sort of Moritz Leitner role, playing alongside a sort of uh, defensive midfielder and starting off attacks and sort of starting the rhythm of, of the game, which I thought he was really good at. Because, I don't know, if you try and think about great moments from Andrew Sermon at Norwich City, it's a goal at Portman Road, but there aren't many, but that's kind of his role, isn't it? That was his role to start those sort of uh, attacks. I thought, yeah, he was an excellent player. Don't you uh, think maybe- he reminds you of Rupp a little bit? Well, I was just, you just popped into my head that one of the things we, we didn't talk about that maybe we should have done was Lucas Rupp because I thought he, he, was, he was excellent on Saturday, but we won't talk about that. But well, yes, John. He's basically doing the Leitner role, right, isn't he? So at Norwich. So yeah, yeah they're pretty similar to Sermon as well. Um, maybe you can get reunited with David Fox again, who is still at Plymouth, is he? No, he's, uh, he's uh, doing a loan manager role at Huddersfield, I think now. And he is still good friends with Andrew Sermon. Hey, do know your stuff. Well, I try. I try. Don't start picking holes in it, please. But yeah, uh, he, uh, Andrew Sermon and David Fox are uh, still very good friends. Ah, hmm. oh, okay. yeah. That's nice, really, isn't it? So they should hard. be. What a midfield pair. A bit slow, though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, someone's going to whip past them like nobody's business. Sit deep. Sit deep. Yeah. Uh, well, read, read my piece of Andrew Sermon. Any, any Andrew Sermon mem- memories, John? Um, not really. Okay. Uh, you can <laughs> lovely hair, didn't he? I'm, I'm talking about myself because I've got none, but he had lovely hair. He always had a good looking chap. I saw the picture of him sat in his car smiling away. I thought, do you know what? You'll get on, Andrew, in life. You'll get on. <laughs> Take that photo. Is that from your iPhone? What's that? 
The one in his car. Did you take that? Yeah. So basically, a little little insight for you. We'd we'd done. We'd had our lovely chat. Sat there for an hour. Lovely. The coffee machine wasn't working, so we didn't get a coffee. It was early, but um, you know, we kept our spirits high. He was then going off to go and play golf. Um, so we you know sat in our cars, <laughs> ready to pull away. And I was like, oh, I haven't taken a picture. So I ran over and I was like, I need to take a picture. Sorry. Um, shall we do like Harry, Harry Redknapp hanging out the car door kind of because it is transfer window free agent? What do you think? He's like, yeah, sure. So he went down the window properly, um, smiled and then gave me a good old thumbs up. So like um, that, he went that, down the window properly this time on a little gap. Just yeah, yeah. Shouting like, answers through the top. Don't come in like I need to leave. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to make him late for his golf. Um, so there you go. You can see that picture. And if you really want to read all the words of my Andrew Sam. <laughs> Over at the <laughs> Athletic. Is that your dog, Dan? That's, yeah, that's my dog, yeah. Cool. It was me agreeing with you. <laughs> I got excited. I yeah. He can't quite believe that he conducted an interview in a, in a car park somewhere with a footballer just by winding down the windows. The world is but a cliche. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, um, one little thing I wanted to add into our podcast going forward, although this is probably the worst week to do it, I want us to make a prediction. <laughs> one thing that's going to happen uh, before we record the next On The Ball podcast. Now, obviously, it could be serious or not. Um, generally, there'd be a game taking place, but <laughs> you lucky boys, there isn't. So, um, John, do you want to predict something that's going to happen in the next seven days? Six days. People are going to be unreasonable on Twitter. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I suppose there's no points in this. So. I, I'm going to win. That's going to, it's going to happen somewhere. About. <laughs> right. Look forward to seeing the examples of that one, John. Yeah, I'll be tweeting for you. Don't worry. <laughs> Dan? Uh, Todd Camel's going to post a picture on Instagram of himself with oversized clothes uh, looking moody without any text on it. Okay, well, if you can let me know if that happens, that would be great. Um, why, why can't you? Why can't, what's wrong? I, I, well, I, 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 don't, I don't think he's allowing me to view his social media profiles at the moment, apart from TikTok. Um, Are you on TikTok? Have we not had this conversation on WhatsApp? I'm pretty sure we have. Uh, I, 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 I thought I'd, I'd have a look at one. <laughs> yeah. um, um, my prediction, uh, you know what? I think Tim Close is going to join Basel on loan. I think that that's going ha- to happen. Um, but um, less... Uh, less uh, uh, Let's say um, Timu Puki will score a penalty for Finland. <laughs> there we go. I don't know exactly when their games are, but if that doesn't happen over this international break without him slipping. He um, hit the bar, didn't he? Do you notice that? Clip the top of the bar, I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah. Does that count on target? Or it's, a... No, no. Oh, okay. No. But it still could have looped up and gone in, you see. It could that have nice. Anyway. Ha- can I ask it. you something, Michael, about Tim Closer to Basel? Do you think if he goes, we'd, we'd look to replace him? Or... Um, 
the centre back. I think I think they'd look at it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on it happening, to be honest. Yeah. They would have three centre backs. Yeah, and then you could say one of whom can double as a left back if uh, Quintilla gets injured. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, move them around, lots of different options. And of course, as I said, Alex Tetty, who played centre back during pre season, and, uh, and uh, Jacob Sorensen, who has actually played centre back um, a bit um, internationally, at least for under 21s, um, but not in the championship. Um, so there we go. Hey, I'm just here to disseminate things. Um, in that case, I think we're done, which is wonderful. Um, on the ball will be with you guys every uh, step of the way this season, of course. So make sure you subscribe via your podcast player of choice. The podcast is available free for everyone on your usual podcast player and ad free to subscribers of The Athletic via our app. If you like what we're doing, please leave a review and a rating. Any sort of good stuff is always welcome. Uh, and please spread the word, of course, to uh, your Norwich City uh, friends and, uh, and foes, if you like. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, ask a question or propose a topic for discussion, sling me a direct message on Twitter. Twitter at Michael J Bailey. But in the meantime, a big thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Michael. Uh, John, thank you, sir. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> We're back again next week um, with friend of the show, Dean Ashton, I believe, for another On the Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. Until then, never mind the danger. Well, there we go. Um, all good, gents. Enjoy the pod. I feel more relaxed now. That's good. Well, now we stop recording. Yeah. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we still recording? Yes. Oh, yes. This is the special bit. Damn, this, I was, this is, uh, so John, this is your debut on, on Wits End. I feel new. And you were, you know, you will have heard a lot about this, obviously, since our... Non-stop, actually. It's been, <laughs> it's been a bit annoying, to be honest. We, we were all quite excited. Dan, you've done Wits End before. I think I was there for the... The birth, wasn't it? The inaugural and, and mm. the curry when it all happened. Um, yeah, so fifth podcast this season, QR Fifth Wits End. Uh, welcome to you all, lovely Twitterkers. If you're wondering what's going on, it's the first time you've heard this part. Uh, you'll need to go and listen to On The Ball podcast number 42, which went live on September the 8th. It's all explained there. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> uh, we do have one rule. Uh, you don't talk about Wits End outside of Wits End. Uh, we do have an email, so you can get in touch specifically with this segment of the pod on any of the discussion topics because they never end. Uh, Twitterkers, which is Twitter, K-E-R-S, at iCloud.com. Uh, keep the emails coming because we've got a good, uh, a good wedge of them to, to go through over the coming weeks. The more, the merrier. Um, there's a lovely, timeless quality to uh, Wits End, so... Um, we can just get around to them whenever but thank you keep them coming most definitely uh, you can also use the hashtag twitterkers twitter k-e-r-s uh, on any social media post although i am mostly monitoring twitter i should probably say that so any twitter post let's say um so long as you make uh, no comment or add any context to why you've used it um so uh, historically of course the best use remains matt barrett's uh, perfect tweet uh, the quote was wolf from gladiators hashtag twitterkers brilliant that's what we want. Oh, um, wasn't it? It sounds like Whitaker. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah. Let's not get into the spelling, shall we? Because we've, we've come a cropper on that in past weeks. That's clever, um, that is. Uh, yeah. Well, this is it, you see. Um, I think Ben Mounser deserves a credit for the hashtag. Or is that true? Have I, have I sold you short there, Dan? Shall we have a fight over who should take the credit? No, that's that's really nice. It was you, Michael. Me? Well, Witsit. I definitely claim Witsit. Oh, but... you were Witsit. It doesn't really matter. 
Um, it doesn't matter. Um, what does matter is that this week, um, usage of the uh, Twitterkers hashtag included from Neil Winter. Uh, he said, has any Norwich player looked more miserable on leaving Norwich for a new club uh, than the picture he attached to that tweet? Um, do you guys want to guess the person who was in the picture? Um, and the move? It's, it's not an easy one to guess. Oh, can you give us an era? An era. More helpful. Yeah, re- yeah, recently, let's say the oh, last, okay. uh, last five years. Last five years. Lewis Graben, he's always grumpy, isn't he? No, not Lewis. But, um, well, yeah. He would would have been delighted to leave Norwich, wouldn't he, Lewis Graben? In in fairness, I will will put this picture up on... Well, I'll do something with it. Probably share it on Twitter at some point. I'm now going to show you Cameron Jerome. He always looks quite miserable. I don't think he looks that miserable. Oh, it's Robert Snodgrass, and he's having a little smile. He's playing with a football, and he's got an army top on. I mean, he's, he's he's at a hole in in a in a hole tiled bathroom. Robert Snodgrass, what a guy, by the way. You can read my piece <laughs> with him on the Athletic. Um, hole tiled bathroom. Hole, you know, it's it's orange and black. I mean, you'd only be in hole if you had a tiling pattern like that, I imagine. But um, poor old, poor old Rob, he uh, he did his kneecap, didn't he, within a few weeks of that? And he is is he at West Ham still? Or he he is still at West Ham, I think. He's still yeah. at West Ham, isn't he? So, um, and he seems, he seems in good spirits, right? He always seems in good spirits um, unless he's in that picture, okay, according to Neil. So um, I definitely up for having more pictures of, of players who look miserable to uh, either leave or join Norwich. I think there's one Hashtag picture. Of... sad footballer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, the sad footballer. Could be a secret column. Um, we, um, uh, I'm How sure do we think if... that Moritz Leiner will look if he leaves in his new signing photo? Brown. Very <laughs> tanned, lovely eyes as well. That's yeah. a good shape, to be fair, because he's run up and down a lot of steps in Munich. If you watch, I unfollowed him. Literally, boom, end of the season, boom, gone. You unfollowed him. Yeah, that's brutal. That's I, don't, so I don't mess around. I don't. At least Have you unfollowed Ben Godfrey yet? Yep. Oh wow. my goodness, gone. Wow. Are there any any former players that you follow still? On on it's mostly on Instagram because I like the the stories thing. Give me a second, I'll have a look. You 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 mumble That's, against yourself. It's a good one. Darren, how, long, how long in how long do they have to be gone for until you start refollowing them? Because I assume you know you you follow Brian Gunn, etc. Nope. Yeah, but legend, days. legend, Gunny. Nope. I mean, you could never unfollow Gunny. You don't follow Gunn. No, nope. yeah, you do. No, I got rid of him. It was just too many golfing things. That's gone. <laughs> this is true. He's this the is... absolute master of. Peering really close to the camera, like he's swallowing the whole phone. I love Gunny. Stories. I love Gunny. Um, the, the, we should definitely open this up, though. I guess the, the people you still, you, the people you can't let go of on Twitter, the Norwich connections you can't let go of. Alternatively, the ones you've ditched. You know, just Alex just... Pritchard fell by the wayside uh, uh, quite recently. I, I'm not quite sure how he lasted so long. Actually, <laughs> was quite on Twitter. No, on uh, Instagram. Oh, I is he on TikTok, it? Michael? Finn is your player of TikTok. Don't die. Norwich don't City know. TikTok's connoisseur, Michael Bailey. Have you done any actually posts on TikTok? Yeah, Over but 40s not, category. Not of, not of no. I'm not the demographic, I don't think. There was, I think I did one with the cat, because obviously that's what you do for your first TikTok. Um, obviously. And then something else. And then I kind so of triggered a cat. I triggered it's, it. You know, it's, it's kind of very, it's a creative thing. It doesn't, you know, it's not. It's not like. What would you recommend doing on TikTok if you don't have a cat when you first post? 
Wait, the dog? Maybe get a dog pet. To pet. And, and then can we can we talk about Norwich City dogs quickly? Yeah, go for it. Have Dan's dog bit me <laughs> once. The dog you heard earlier, yeah. Bit. Did you sure. say what the name was? What what's your dog called? Percy. We, we Psycho. Uh, oh. Have we had this before? Have we had what before? As it as in what after Varco? <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't named by me. Um, it's a rescue dog, so it was already named. Oh. It's actually Romanian, so obviously being a, a loser hipster uh, football fan, I wanted to call it Georgie Hadji, but uh, yes. it stuck with Percy. There should be there should be a dog pun there. Has it got any information on Dennis Mann? No, it's a dog, Michael. Okay, brilliant. Well, I hey. had inflammation on my man from the bite, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. So yeah, let us know. Um, we want to know your Norwich City um, social media stories, um, possibly. Um, <clears throat> there was also, um, I will tweet, by the way, in last week's Wits End, there was this great email from Chandler uh, Ellsbecker with, uh, about Gary O'Neill. Um, and um, I'm gonna sh- yes, I'm going to sh- I'm going to share the picture on Twitter of um, of Gary O'Neill looking wild because um, I we spoke about it in last week's win- weekend uh, wits end, but I didn't I didn't get around to sharing it, so I should do that. Was this uh, after he got sent off at Stoke? Um, no, it was with his head bandage after nutting Robbie Brady's teeth out. Um, oh, yeah. which was against yeah. Chelsea, was it? We did we did go through all this. Um, last week and um memory his like two greatest self. contributions to Norris City getting sent off at Stoke and knocking Robbie Brady's teeth out uh we do have to call him um, massive head wound Gary but I'm not going to explain why because that was all in last week's but uh I mean a uh, greatest is probably a bit of a stretch for that sending off against at Stoke because <laughs> that was one of the most hideous moments I've seen <laughs> I've seen in a Norwich game just a pure ridiculousness probably why they got relegated to be honest can, well, another question for Twitterkers, I suppose, is what off-field activity sums up uh, a relegation more uh, the most view? Because I think that season under Alex Neil, what sums up how bad we were was uh, far too many people in the in in away sections, uh, in particular when we went away, wearing Gary O'Neill masks. Uh, non-ironically, <laughs> it seemed a lot of the time as well. Do you mean the what a mask or head head bandage or? It was uh, no a lot of masks as well. Because I remember head bandages when we, we lost met- at Alice as well. It, the, the, uh, it was full of fans wearing uh, Gary O'Neill masks, singing Gary O'Neill songs. I remember we made a we made a point of the uh, the head bandage being lucky um, because I think Norwich didn't lose for once or twice. Maybe I think I instigated. It seems this. unlikely that we didn't lose for more than two games in a row. Or, or, well, I think it was a relatively good run compared to what had gone before, which you know, low, yeah, low bar. Um, but obviously, it wasn't lucky, um, and I think we all came to that conclusion quite swiftly. Um, a couple of other subjects I wanted to touch on: uh, which player is on the back of your Norwich shirt? Um, Alex Ware um, posted uh, the green 2003 four away shirt with Jim Brennan on the back like that. He was a good nice. player, Jim. There's kind of that little kind of theme. He's very Andrew Sermon, wasn't he, as well? He had similar hair, thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, and Rup. They're all, I think they're actually the same person, just with like different names just on the back. Like Doctor Who, they've just sort of regenerated, yeah. looking slightly sense, similar. Yeah, why not? Um, Matt Warman as well. Um, now his shirt is a home shirt, 2006 to eight. Um, would you guys want to have a guess who's on the back of it? 2006. Um, so he was a signing, didn't play many games, signing from, from a Scottish club. 
obviously because Peter Grant was manager at this point. Yeah. yeah, Peter Grant as manager. Um, <sighs> wonder, I wonder if you still wear it now, Matt. I'd like to know if you proudly say, say his name it. and then we'll guess it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but edit out. And How about one, one clue? Clever. One clue? One clue for you? Flag. Oh, Julian Barry Flagpole. Julian Bremley. Blah, 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 blah. Julian Brelier. Le juge. Le juge. Um, what I would suggest, Twitterkers, go out, go onto YouTube, search a Julian Brelier at Hearts, um, and you'll find an, a, a mega YouTube. Um, uh, what do you call it? Compilation of his best clips, and that was did what you, Norwich thought they were getting. Um, did you just use the word mega? <laughs> it's yeah. what all the TikTok generation are using. Oh, I thought it was a TikTok word. I said hashtag it, John. Hashtag you it. should get yourself on TikTok. I think it's oh. made for it's made for you. I've just introduced mm-hmm. you on the pod as what was it? Com- oh. com- comedian and songsmith. Talking of songsmiths, I've done a song that's going to come out in the next few days. Oh, what, what's it on? Uh, it's on transfer windows. Wow. Well, you've timed yeah. that really well. Exactly. So it's almost as if I, I, I organised it or something. I love your songs, John. I can't wait to hear that. We'll make sure we share it. Um, Anne hates them, my songs, don't you, Dan? No. Only the ones I didn't uh, write the lyrics for. Oh, <laughs> he did one. <laughs> yeah, let's go. It's which still is all, which is all of them. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, could Lexus. we better wrap this up? I'm just going to talk over you, John. Um, Norwich things that we've... Sorry. What? Can I ask you if you you've probably been asked this? Have you did you have a name on your back of your shirt? Yeah, so we're what well, I have addressed some of these. Um, How many names I, did you have? I've got well, I've got quite a few shirts tucked away. Uh, we mentioned my Neil Adams 1996 mm. seven home shirt. Um, whether I should go and get it signed, just rock up at Colney and say, Neil, can you sign my shirt, please? I've got an incredibly interesting story about Neil Adams. Oh, oh, I definitely haven't. He just asked me the directions to Newton Flockman Village Hall once. You're right, it's not. Um, a Raid Awards on the back of one of my white away shirts. Raid Award. Still think he had something about him. Um, and let's throw in my Fillmore Rhine 2001 2. No, 2000, 2000 2001 shirt. Uh, basically, the season he broke his leg. So, We've uh, got a John Newsome training top, which has his name on the back. Ooh. It's official because you can still smell John on it. But it's quite thick. And when it rained, I used to play football the other day. And it, when it rained, it blew up. Like it soaked like it was a sponge. And it went really heavy and big. And I couldn't run around. That was my excuse. Well, it, that's, a, that's a window into football in the 90s right there, John. Yeah. That must have been what it's like for Spongy training tops. Exactly. Um, uh, what we also had was uh, Norwich City things we forgot ever happened. Um, so we've had a couple of these. Uh, obviously, Jos Hoyveld gets the mention here. He did play for Norwich. Not only that, he was pretty successful in the six games he played <laughs> and then just got binned out completely. Um, and uh, it's worth pointing out here, Alex Ware, in his tweet with uh, Jim Brennan's shirt, because, um, of course, he couldn't put the context of what he was answering. So he was answering two things in one tweet, and it really confused me because I was like, what is this? Because that's a picture of Jim Brennan's shirt, yet he's talking about Jens Bertolaskiu. But this was the point. One of the things he forgot ever happened was Jens Bertolaskiu's um, spell at Millwall on loan. Um, that, you know, sort of half forget about Jens Bertolaskiu anyway. Although we should, of course, really use his full name in terms of the Norwich City puns that we've been asking for, um, which was uh, Jens Bertolaskiu, which, of course, uh, was, come up, uh, was uh, devised... Uh, devised last week, wasn't it? Um, by I can't remember. I've lost who it was by. Oh, that's not good. Um, 
It was Freddie Gavita. There we go, Freddie. Well done, Freddie. Uh, Jens Bertel Maskew, the, the more palatable of our Norwich City COVID puns. Uh, ben Mamser to blame for coming up with that um, unique genre of, of, of pun. Um, I think we're done pretty much. Uh, loads of other things that you can always get in touch with us on, of course. Just listen to past Wits End and you can tell us your um, underrated Norwich City players of the last 10 years, your agony art questions um, or um, ones that got away. Um, all that other stuff uh, and uh, we wrap up with any other business which uh, john was your uh, wonderful pun um it's also instigated a twitter account i think somewhere which is nice is yes and yeah. um for any other business this week you should all go and visit twitterkers.co.uk apparently it's a thing i didn't set this up none of us set it up it's just how, how are you spelling it this time so this is twitter k-e-r-s.co.uk check it out have a look um anyone else got anything they want to say before we wrap up no i think i'm out of words i think we're done we've used up all the words michael for another seven days at least what what are you gonna what the big question is what are you posting next on tiktok uh, well, I'll tell you what, um, I'll take suggestions. I will take Twitter's suggestions for what I will oh, post don't. next on, on TikTok. And then the one How that seems most palatable. A, What's that? Dress up, in, dress up in a blonde wig and pretend to be Todd Canwell. Um, let's not do that quite yet. Um, it's got desperate again? now, isn't it, at this point? It always gets desperate at the end of a podcast. If you notice when people just kind of like throw zany things out at the end and it, it kind of goes a bit stumbly, but we'll come back at the end. A nice finish and cue Michael. See you later. See you next week, John. Bye. I won't. I'm not going to see you next week. You aren't. What? What's happening? Why aren't you seeing me next week? I, this is the, this the second think... type of podcasting when it kind of stumbles for the second time, but it'll all come round again for the final time. And then Michael will say... John, thank you so much for your time this week. Bye-bye, everyone. Cheers, Dan. Cheers, Michael. Goodbye. See you, ne- see you next week, everyone. <laughs>